When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah! You know who's saying yeah right now, Al? Who's that? Ray Diaz in Irvine. That's who. Because he just won a pair of tickets to the Genesis Invitational. So congratulations to Ray. Uh, enjoy the day of golf when you go out to watch. And I don't know if you're a golfer or not, Ray, but hopefully you are. And hopefully uh, you're excited for the chance to play Riviera. Because if you like Ray and you win, you get a chance to go play Riviera with me coming up here in a couple of weeks. And we're giving away Rams tickets today, y'all. Rams cards, Monday Night Football playoff tickets. How about that? All right, so just keep tuning in because at some point we're going to give them away. You got a chance to go to SoFi Stadium. It just happens to be the first playoff game at SoFi Stadium. That's a pretty damn good setup. Do you have a place that Mm -hmm. every time you walk into it, you're like, this is so cool. This is just so cool. There, there, there's a couple for me that I still get just – chills might be a step too far, but every time I walk in to SoFi, I'm like, are you kidding me with this place? And even after literally 40 years of going to Dodger games, mm-hmm. every time I walk into Dodger Stadium, I'm like, this place is awesome. It's just yeah. such a great spot. Every time I walk into Applebee's, there's a, uh, there's a certain feeling. You know what I mean? I get emotional. Instantly, I start getting emotional. Is it the wings? Or is it the uh, potato skins? They, is it, yeah, it's all potato skins. It's the potato skins, the <laughs> onion, a little bit of sour cream on it. Um, you know, you know, actually, a venue that does that to me. Mm. Have you ever walked into the Hollywood Bowl and you're not like, this has to be super answer, arguably the greatest <laughs> musical venue outside in the middle of summer, and it's a jazz festival or a reggae festival, and you could kind of look up on the hills. Hollywood Bowl gives me that. You know what's great about that place because it, it hits two beats at exactly the same time. It is a quintessential L.A. activity, a night Mm -hmm. at the bowl, right? Mm -hmm. It's like it's just it is a classic L.A. activity. And yet at the same time, it feels like you're a million miles away. You, you, you just kind of get a really good way to describe that. You just get transported to like Mm -hmm. a totally, you, you do not feel like you're in the middle of this megapolis where there are tens of millions of people. You feel kind of private and isolated and special when you're in that spot. That's a great answer. I've gone to a couple, they have some reggae festivals there. So they'll start playing. I, I, I'm trying to think of the time, but it might be like three, four o'clock in the middle of the summer. They start playing music and it will go till whatever it is, 11 o'clock. And it, it's just something, Trav, about people also just – there's a vibe that the Hollywood yeah. Bowl gives. You know what I mean? So Everybody's it's just in fantastic. a good mood. Yeah, it is. You know, it <laughs> is. That's what it is. Everybody's in How a – How baller are those box seats where people are just right. sitting there. They're you bringing know, their own coolers in. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is just freaking great. Like, for instance, when you go to a Rams game or a Dodger yeah. game or a Laker yeah. game or whatever, there's a little bit of, God, I got to win the night. If they blow this, this is going to suck. That's right? so funny. The nerves, they, yeah. It's they, your they, squad. They, it's your team. There's some negative energy in the building. Yeah. Something. Yeah. It's just the, the anxiety, the apprehension. Mm-hmm. Nobody goes to a show at the bowl <laughs> saying, if this guy blows that solo, he the whole night is perform. ruined. If he doesn't <laughs> perform. <laughs> I think I think we just cracked the code. ESPN yeah, we did. Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Uh, what do you got, Al? Okay, so let me just uh, – 
this one we could do it a little bit later, however you want to do it. Yahoo Sports has, um, I think this is interesting, quarterbacks under the most, most pressure wild card weekend. Okay? Oh, that's easy. All right. <laughs> yeah. But how, how would you list it? Because who's number one? Matthew Stafford. Okay, so that one's not even close. Duh. Tell, tell me if Michael you agree. Tom, let me steal Michael Thompson. Duh. Let, Go let ahead. Me, tell me if you agree with this for number two. Kind of interesting. Can Josh I guess? Allen. Oh, oh okay. Oh, my bad. Oh, yeah. Um, hmm. Josh Allen at number two. I, mean, I'm, trying, I, I'm, going, I get I'm it. going through my head real quick here. I get uh, it. Oh, I got another one. I got another one for you. Okay. Josh Allen's a good answer. I'm not saying it's wrong, but you know who's right. If he's not ahead of him, he's equal with him. There's five of them total, so if you want to okay. guess a couple more. Yep. Well, I, Jimmy Garoppolo has to be on there. Number because three. Because J- Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's he, – look – Jimmy Garoppolo and Jared Goff. Jared Goff's the number one overall pick, so that's different. But other yep. than that, they're the same guy. Mm-hmm. They are good enough to get their team to the Super Bowl if everything around them goes really, really well. Mm-hmm. They're also the reason they lose over and over and over. Like, th- think about this. The Niners picked Trey Lance third in the draft, and he hasn't seen the field. And Jimmy Garoppolo knows if they go in there and flame okay. out in the playoffs, yep. that he could be down the road because they didn't pick Trey Lance third to not play. Okay, so you, you know how you say Garoppolo. Yeah. But let me just, let, let's just use that game. Let's isolate that game. You think Garoppolo's got more pressure than Dak? Yes, because Dak's really? the starting quarterback for the Cowboys next year. <laughs> Dak Prescott could go out there and throw five interceptions. They could lose 50-10. to 10. Dak Prescott's the quarterback of the of the Cowboys next year. Jimmy Garoppolo gets housed. That's it. He's 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 a backup somewhere, or he's a starter on another team that's trying to rebuild. That that that's the end of the line. Dak. I'm not saying there's no pressure, but Dak, yeah. Dak's at the bottom of that list. Well, the reason why I say Dak is just because it's the Cowboys. It's a sure. home game. It's you know that's is the franchise that everybody just continues to expect. Okay, they're going to do anything or are they not? But then they got Dak at number four and Kyler Murray at number five. That's kind of it. Was interesting list. I'm but, scrolling okay, through Twitter. Murray's and it goes in, through it. obviously we're going to get to see Murray on Monday night against yeah. the Rams. Yeah. yeah, I guess a little bit because he's been. I don't think that much pressure. I don't think that much pressure. I don't either. That does, they put, they're supposed to lose. Mm-hmm. They're the underdog. Yep. The the Rams have a better team than the Cardinals. It doesn't mean the Rams are going to win, but the Rams have a better team than the Cardinals. I think there's a little house money for the Cardinals in this one. I do too. Now, do now, too. listen. Even remember during the season, even when they had the best record in the NFC and they had they were atop the division, and there was a time. Remember that game, that the Monday night game, the Cardinals and the Rams. When it came to that moment, the conversation was like, okay, well, the division is over. Once if Arizona wins like this it. game, forget about it. Felt like it. But I, I think ultimately, no one was ever really sold on the Cardinals. Like we always had that conversation. Like, okay, but are you really sold on the Cardinals? So I think there's a little house money in that one. You know. The, you know what's funny? As we're talking about this, Taylor, get the Matthew Stafford sound ready for me. I want to play that here in a second. Um, thanks. Um, so, you think there's pressure on Stafford. I think mm-hmm. there's pressure on Stafford. Mm-hmm. Every Rams fan that's been paying attention to the Rams for the last couple of years when they made the deal, everything else, knows there's pressure on Stafford. So, why was this his answer when he was asked about pressure going into this game on Monday night? Dude, I mean, look, I I, I understand that Von, what Von Miller said, right? Hey, the, what makes the Rams so cool is they just kind of steady as she goes. Even when things aren't going great, we're gonna we're, we're not gonna panic. We're not gonna do the line from Jeff Van Gundy, master of panic, or whatever it was. That great line, but that's not Sean McVay. He's not the master of panic. But look, I like Matthew Stafford. I think he's done a good job for for the Rams more or less. He's put up some big numbers. 
There is an immense amount of pressure on him on Monday night. Immense. Massive. Not just a little bit. And I, I want to explain why when we come back. We've got some phone calls that we want to get to as well. But that he thinks there's no difference in Detroit and Los Angeles, that's a very upsetting thing to hear going into the playoffs. I'll explain it next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. MTV Spring Break looked terrible. Can you imagine? That wait, wait, just what, looks what awful. Looked, what looked terrible? All those people in one spot with shirts off and sweaty and dancing it looked okay that looked like a third right. circle of hell moment i don't need that in my life let me tell you something um this was a couple weeks ago we turned the we turned the new year right so uh-huh. uh new year's eve which by the way i still don't understand this somebody want to explain to me why are we watching new york's new year's eve every time <laughs> why are we watching new york's new year's eve what do you want indianapolis <laughs> is la not a big enough market to no. hold their own new year's new year's small eve? town is san coming. francisco <laughs> not a big enough market to hold no. why are we always watching what new york did three hours ago anyways that's a little side story there <laughs> I, I never I like understand it i never understand that, that i like that. Okay? okay all right so when that was all going down and that was happening and we are watching new york for no reason here in la um do you remember back in the days before covid and people would just Barely. line up for <laughs> New Year's Eve. Uh-huh. I don't know about you, but I would always say that's probably the last place that I want to be. So oh. you know, you're talking about spring break, mm-hmm. and then you use New Year's as an example, or when Same they do, difference. or when they do Coachella, and oh. there's all oh, those people God. out there. So I, I don't think for you, it's not just the spring break thing. That's just one isolated event that has yes. a whole lot of people You're right. that are completely hammered, and there's porter potties the line of an hour and a half just to go no. use the restroom. Yeah. I think it's that's loud. just events. It's loud. <laughs> I know. It's so, so like you turn that. Hey, hey, uh, kid like SoFi, you could just go <laughs> use a restroom. Can you can you turn that down a little bit, Kid Rock? Please, <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't need that. Can you just you know, hey, just just dial that down from like eleven to like four. Yeah, Kid Rock was the the stuff, Emily, back oh when I was gosh. in in college. Absolutely, Emily, Emily don't get mad at him. That yeah, was she just that that's was where I got mad at you. This is a very okay, old man, man taking of you. This no, no, man. What do you want him to do? You, you want him to act like he's sixteen <laughs> and wear you know? That, he's the age he is. I was gonna say, dude. I didn't say Elvis. Okay. No, I just, Let me tell you the worst. Who was Bing Crosby? The worst thing you could do is be older, preach out, and try to act younger. It's the worst thing. So when he throws out Kid Rock, (laughs) you should just say, "Okay, that's who he is. That's what he knows." And I'm really, really happy that he's not trying to be some 23 year old kid. Let me tell you about uh, Little Uzi Vert. 
Yeah, that but guy. Yeah, he's, 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 he's not the best singer or any good singer at all. How would you know? Okay, but You're that, 25 that's okay. years old. I've listened to Kid Rock before. <laughs> that's okay. I'm not saying that he's the second coming of Beethoven. I'm saying that's the music that was played when I was 24 years old. <laughs> okay, let me. Can I say something real quick? You know, how you said I've had an edge the last couple of days. Emily had a little edge today. Okay? Yeah, she was like, a, she like went I'm, at the sandwiches. She she looks at me different now because I don't want I don't want them to do what they were doing in the arena. I like the trolling. And now she's coming after Kid Rock. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. I I had a tough night last night. It's fine. You you know what you need to do? I got a parking ticket yesterday. I'm I'm fine. I know a guy. I know a guy that very recently at 2 o'clock in the afternoon drank half a bottle of bourbon. You you should follow that guy. I know him well too. <laughs> do you have to coach children tonight, Kid Rock? That's probably what made me mad. Kid Rock. Those, those children were. Yeah, they're yeah, Taylor. Well, that's yeah, probably true this too. This is what I was, this is what I couldn't put the pieces together on. I couldn't understand if she was mad that you were referencing Kid Rock at your age, which is probably the right reference, or right. if she was mad. That you thought Kid Rock was a good artist, and she's listened to Kid Rock. Both. I couldn't tell which one. I, I never said Kid Rock was a good artist, I, but I would be lying if I said when that song came on when I was twenty, I didn't, I didn't dislike it. It was fine. But I are we still say, doing Kid Rock at Coachella this name, year? Name a Kid Rock song, please. Kid, just, kid, just that one. Taylor, that we just start I don't know Kid the Rock. song of anything. I didn't say he was John Lennon. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I'm, you're trying I'm, to get us all tickets to go see Kid Rock. He played Woodstock '99. There you go. Damn Jeez. right he did. I know what I'm talking about. Damn Travis right he Lee's did. Travis brought to you by Goodyear. With you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven. Let's try a quick phone call before I tell you why I'm a little worried about Matthew Stafford, which we'll get to in just one minute. Let's go to Huntington Beach. John in Huntington Beach. What's up, John? Afternoon, guys. Uh, so yeah, first uh, double double animal style with chopped chilies and fry. But the kicker is. You got to do a road burger. Uh, so that's the road stuff. So I'm eating that on the road. When I get home, I'm doing a protein style, um, animal yeah. style, and another fry. I like Perfect. it. I, well I like done, that John. you so, make the family and everybody inside think that, man, look at this guy. Look at him. No staying no bread shoes. on there. I mean, what, a, what, a, just, what a good citizen. He voted today. That's good. I Why like is how there you, already you in and out trash like. in the side trash can? What, what happened here? Exactly. It's a neighbor. <laughs> But yeah, I wanted to touch on the arena thing. Slee, I'm a little disappointed, man. Like, so the whole the whole thing with the arenas and stadiums, you have to have different experiences. So, yep. you know, you go to Clippers, you you're, you have to deal with Clipper Daryl. You go to the Kings before you dealt with the Cowbell. You go to Utah Jazz, you deal with the husbands, eight wives yelling at you. The <laughs> Eagles, you deal with throwing batteries at the players. Um, so it's all, it's all part of the experience of being on the road. And so I, I think the NBA is making a mistake. You, you got to make it unique for every stadium. You're, you're going to have all these same arenas and stadiums that they're playing in. It's, it's boring. Well, look, that, that's actually that that's a decent argument. We appreciate you calling in, John. The, the argument of everywhere you go, it's supposed to be different. I, I don't argue that. I mean, the the Kings aren't going to do what the Lakers do. They're just not going to. And, and Lakers are very traditional old school sure this is how we've been doing it for x amount of years we're a historic franchise there that's 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 how they do it i don't think there's anything wrong with this is our identity when you come to this arena no actually i i think that's actually that's that's a really good angle to kind of put it that way I, i think the league if we're looking at it from a league perspective the league is going to look at what they feel and, and by the way, based on the calls and your guys' opinion, it doesn't sound like there's a lot of people that have anything against what the Kings did. So maybe then the league is making a mistake. Maybe my view that, again, my view is 
I wouldn't do that if I'm running a, a team. That's I, a different I, question. Yeah, I, I, neither would I. You know, like if, if I were creating a new team, I don't think that'd be my lane. But I, I don't think that they humiliated Russ. I think there's a, there's a big gap between teasing and humiliation. And this felt a lot closer to teasing than it did humiliate. Russell Westbrook's been in the league a long time. He's had a but, lot but, of bad but, nights. But, but Trav, we've never – this is the one thing that I think should stand out from any of this. You and I yeah. were both saying yesterday, we've never seen it before. No. I've never seen that before. So I, I, Okay, you know, can I stop you right there? Isn't that but, kind of a good thing? I mean, but, but it, when it's you hard say, to come up with something new. When, when you say, listen, there's one way to control – Humiliation. If you want to say he wasn't being humiliated, he shot so. two of fourteen, right? So, like one way is shoot six of twelve, and and, there, and there's <laughs> no conversation. Help. I'm, j- I'm sure. just using that as an example, right? Yeah. And listen, there are many players and teams that you got a lot of guys that are going to have awful nights. It happens every day in the NBA. You just pointed this out to me. Steph Curry's in a dry spell right now. Yeah, he's cold. It, okay, but it's Steph Curry, so sure. it, it is what it is. They did something that we haven't seen before. So when you say it wasn't humiliating, I don't know if I fully agree with that because what happens with what they did in the arena, and this is not just on them, but Trav, what happens when that happens? What happens is go on Twitter, go on Instagram. Everywhere you looked, it it was there. Now that's not all under their control. That's also just based upon this is the world that we live in today. I'll tell you what, man. Russell Westbrook strikes me as a far tougher guy than to have been humiliated by a DJ at a basketball game. I just, I, I think he's got a if lot If you ask me what I think, what he thinks, I don't think he cares. Yeah, I don't either. I don't think he cares. That, that's why I think it's not that big a deal. But it, let's go to Matthew Stafford for a second, because he said something yesterday. Let's play People it again. People were very disappointed in me. Uh, <laughs> well, they like you. They, they you, you're, you're all of a sudden turning into everybody's dad. Well, what, what do they want you, me to do? That's what, not what, the right way to do things. But what, what do they want me to do? Not, not be listening honest. to Kid Rock. Not, not be honest. I mean, I'm being honest. That's just how, that's how I feel. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> all right, let's play uh, Matthew Stafford one more time because this is this is a the proverbial last thing you want to hear before a big playoff game. Oh boy, that's no good. That is no good. I'll tell you why. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. So I'm very optimistic about Monday. I think the Rams are going to win this game. I think the Rams have played really well for the better part of a month, minus a half against the 49ers. A bad half, but the month of December and January, they played really good football, and they beat some good teams along the way. Let me throw this out there real quick. I know you want to get into your point about Matt Stafford. Today's stat here of the day is Matt Stafford in the playoffs. So let's kind of point this out because this could be obviously the first playoff game he plays with the Rams. He played three games in the past in the playoffs, uh, 0 for 3, Pass for four touchdowns, also has three interceptions, one rushing touchdown, and one fumble. So those are 
Those are the numbers for Matt Stafford in the postseason. Stat Heroes, the exclusive daily fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa Show. Uh, it is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. You can go to stathero.com slash 710ESPN for a 100% deposit match, and we appreciate their partnership on the show. Obviously, that's the daily fantasy sports that Travis and I use. Absolutely. Congratulations very quickly. Matthew Satchel, he wins the uh, Rams cards tickets Monday night. Matthew is from Covina, not too far from where a young Travis Rogers in our there you go. Al, uh, was, was over there. So congratulations, Matthew. Enjoy the game. Um, I think they're going to win. I think okay. they're. I think they're. They've played good football for a month and change. Mm-hmm. They had a bad half. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford has turned the ball over eight times in the last three games. That's a ton. Okay, that's not just a bad game. That's that's eight turnovers. In it's three how you games. lose in the playoffs. Just, Absolutely, you turn the ball over. There's no other way to put it. He's also look. He also the reason they won in in Baltimore is because mm-hmm. he brought him back on the game winning drive and was amazing. Okay, the reason they had a seventeen point lead is because he was dicing up the car or the uh, the forty ers and that's part way. The mixed bag of it all, right? Like you just read those stats, Lee. It's a pretty mixed bag. Zero and three in the playoffs with a mixed bag statistically. Big yards, a lot of touchdowns, but also a lot of interceptions. When I hear him say, like we heard a minute ago, that he didn't think there's added pressure, that the playoffs are always different, et cetera, but no. There's a huge difference, and with a huge difference comes a huge amount of pressure. The Lions getting into the playoffs is a success. Mm -hmm. It's a success. The Lions break camp every year saying, if everything goes our way, maybe we can get to the playoffs. Well, all three of those games, too, they were on the road. They weren't expected to win. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. This game, when the Rams broke camp back at the end of August, and they're getting ready to play, it wasn't let's get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It wasn't let's you know get into the tournament and see what happens. It was we need to go to the Super Bowl. We just gave away two more first-round draft picks to fix the thing that we think is the biggest problem with this team, which is the quarterback. And they brought Matthew Stafford in. Win on Monday, and you are exactly where the guy that they couldn't stand was with pins in his thumb. Remember, he broke his thumb towards the end of the season. He could barely grip a football. And now all of a sudden... No, it's the same. No, it's not. And, and and I need him to understand that it's not the same. Because if this doesn't go well, if he has another look, look, let's pick the Dallas game, right? This is a perfect example. The Dallas game lost twenty four to twenty, touchdown and interception, three hundred twenty three yards and a fumble. And no, 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 no. That that that's not good enough. We're going to be talking about that on Tuesday morning in a very different light than if we're talking about the Detroit Lions on a Tuesday morning. There is an immense amount of pressure on him. And, and I think he can handle it. I think that he's up for it. I think that he's a great player out. But I do not like hearing people say, oh, man, you know, there's no pressure. Because the fact of the matter is there is pressure. It's just how you deal with it. Derek Jeter playing in the World Series, done it a million times. There's pressure on Derek Jeter, but he deals with it really well. Mm-hmm. Right? The, the, that's the difference. The, how do you respond to it? Not pretending that it's not there. It's how do you respond to it. I don't, I don't love that answer. I really don't. So, I think he could have. I think he could have catered to you, and he could have catered to Rams fans, and he could have catered to the NFL public out there. And he could have said, well, "Of course, there's a lot of pressure. You know, we we were expected before the season started, and when they made it, when they came out and they made a trade for me, the the um, the expectations are we get to the Super Bowl that we play right here at SoFi in February or whatever that date is." He could have said that, Trav. Now you've always said this before. It's not what you say, it's what you do. 
Yep. Okay. If it's what you, if he could say that he doesn't, there isn't pressure. That there's no pressure. That more pressure than he was with the Lions. Here's a reality. He is not walking into Monday's game not thinking everything that you just said. <laughs> it's true. It's impossible that he's going to walk in on Monday, and he won't. And by the way, Sean McVay can also say the same thing and say, you know, I, I heard him yesterday. I heard that interview with him and uh, on on with uh, Mason in Ireland. And Mesa threw out a question about kind of Matt Stafford's play. And he's like, yeah, he's done this and accomplished all this this year. I'm not worried about Matt Stafford. Here's the reality. They can all say whatever they want to say. At the end of the day on Monday, before that game starts, um, the ownership is feeling pressure. The general manager is feeling pressure. The head coach is feeling pressure. The quarterback is feeling pressure. Every individual on the field is feeling pressure. (laughs) You're expected to go perform, not just to go beat the Cardinals in the first round. The real question is going to be if you have the Packers, Lambeau Field the following week, can you get past the Packers and actually make a true legitimate run to the Super Bowl? So he might say there's no pressure. He knows there's pressure. But by the way, I think they can do all those things that you just mentioned, right? I I think that they can go into Lambeau Field and win that game. As long as they don't face the 49ers, I'm feeling pretty good about their chances or, to or, beat or just about, about anybody. How about this? How about let's stay on Stafford for a quick second? You don't have to go out there and throw four touchdowns and 450 yards. You don't have to do that. But what you can't do is you can't have two touchdowns and two interceptions. You can't have two touchdowns, an interception, and a fumble. <laughs> what you can't do is you can't you can't hurt your team as great. You know, you use the Niner game. That's such a great example of a game where you had him clicking on all cylinders for parts of that game. Yeah. And then at other moments, hey, you're kind of costing us the game. You can't have in the playoffs the last thing you could do if you're a quarterback is you don't have to be Joe Montana. You don't have to be Tom Brady. But what you can't be is that guy that I don't know what I'm going to get on this specific drive, and that makes you think more of Goff than it should Stafford. Yeah, it's, it's a weird deal, right? Because no one's thinking he's Brady or Rodgers. But we also – he can't be Trent Dilfer – Right, and just go out there and not screw it up. Right, sure. just, just Brad Johnson with the Bucks when they won the Super Bowl too. You know, Keys quarterback. Just hey, three hundred yards, two touchdowns, just, no interceptions. You probably yeah. win the game. Oh, for sure, for sure. But it also can't be one hundred and seventy yards sure. and sure. no touchdowns and no interceptions. Right, right? right. you're gonna have to push and eleven the, yards rushing. And, <laughs> exactly. Like, that's not that's not it, the stat line. It, here, here's the biggest thing of all. Mm-hmm. They need to get the lead. They need to get the lead. They're they're such a different team with the lead because when and I guess this isn't just specific to, to Matt Stafford, but except on Sunday. When you gotta push it, when you gotta yep. push it, when you gotta push it, that's when mistakes happen. Mm-hmm. And, and it goes back to what we were talking about a second ago. When they were in the first half and they were clicking, that's why the decisions at the end of the first half of the beginning, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Run it again. Get a get you know, if you get a first down, great. If not, make this thing go. And the idea to Empty the backfield and try to throw it right there. It's like, come on, man. Let's let's understand the situation. And it just felt like they got off of that, and then that second half was just a, a totally different deal. I, I need to go back to the other thing. They're going to win. <laughs> I need to feel better it's about It's going to be a this. close game. I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, I, I really – I genuinely believe that. I, I, think, I think you're right. I think they will win. But I don't think it's going to be one of those games, Trav, where you're sitting in the fourth quarter, you're kicking back, and you're looking at Kirk and saying, hey – Ah, uh, not bad. Uh, six minutes left to play. This one's a this one's oh, a wrap. We were talking about that at halftime at, yeah. at seven at seventeen to nothing, and then all of a sudden it was seventeen three. Like, huh? It <laughs> they turned really really quickly. Let's try a quick phone call here. Let's go to uh, Tim in Beverly Hills. Tim, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Tim? Yeah, hey guys, I love your show. I um, thank you. 
you guys, please stick with the next game, the Cardinals. <laughs> Let's not worry about Green Bay. Let's not worry about San Francisco. Let's focus on what's happening this Monday night, and that would, of course, be the game with the Cardinals. And they should win the Rams, should win the ball game. But if they don't, I'm not going to be surprised. Okay, you're right, Tim. Let me let me let me tell you this. Want to talk about the Super Bowl? <laughs> Kinda, yeah. So I mean, just, just do that. No, the players need to worry about Arizona. Sean McVay needs to worry about Arizona, right? Uh, Matthew Stafford, Sony Michelle, Aaron Donald, Von Miller. They need to worry about Arizona. Travis and Sliwa and Rams fans, we didn't come here to win the wild card playoff round. Right? We came here to go to the Super Bowl. We were told that the problem was back there. Right? And now all of a sudden it's not just, hey, let's get in and see what happens and take it week to week. I get that that's the right approach for a coach or an athlete, but for a fan, for for me, Slee, I, I, I am looking forward to Green Bay. I am looking to see what the matchup is. I am rooting for Dallas or San Francisco against Dallas. I am rooting for Philly against Tampa because I'd like to skip Green Bay next week. I'd like someone else to take Green Bay out. I'd like all you're those gonna, things. To you're happen. gonna you're gonna hate me when I say this because yeah. I think I, I think I mentioned it earlier in the week. That's why. I, sorry, man. I gotta go back to this. That's why Frisco was such a big game. Frisco was such a big game. Oh, look. I'm you, not you, saying it wasn't. You, you, I'm you not how, saying you, it wasn't. You know, how you're saying like just to avoid as long. as Yes, you're probably going to have to eventually go to Lambeau, but anything can happen in one game. Maybe the Packers get tripped up, but that's why. That's why I just thought last week's game. And you, you mentioned something a little bit earlier. You talked about how you got to come out with a lead. Mm-hmm. If you remember that game against Arizona, I think one time they're down twenty-one to ten. Another time they're down at halftime. They're down twenty-four to thirteen. They were playing from behind pretty much the entire game. The game that they won in Arizona, they had the lead for most of the game, and it kind of you know played into some of the cards that you were mentioning. And the flip is true, too, right? The, the, the flip is true, too, that the Cardinals are a totally different team when they're behind. When, when I know that Kyler Murray has to pass, it's a very different deal than when Kyler Murray may pass a run, right? It's, it is a totally, totally different deal. The lead is incredibly important. Let's try another one. Uh, Tustin in Jeff. Jeff, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Jeff? Oh, hey, guys. Hey, so regarding Michael Westbrook and being trolled by Russell the Westbrook. music. Russell. Yeah, Russell. The, the Dodgers – sorry. Ro, the Dodgers organist trolls people. I, I pulled over and looked it up. I'm driving now, but one example is the uh, Astros batter. She would play um, – jeez, ah, I, I was on no, hold. I'm sorry. They, but they, they do. They, they have the – You can uh, easily look that up. They had the somebody's watching yeah. me, right? The, the that song, rockets or rockets. Yeah. Uh, Astros deserve it. Astros deserve all that. <laughs> <laughs> they deserve all that. Yeah, they, they, so that you're more you're more bothered by mandate. the target of the teasing than than the actual teasing. But he's right. Again, there's there's a little difference between that, which is a little more subtle, not super subtle, but a little bit mean. more subtle yeah. than. Every time he lets go of a shot, cold as ice. It, mm-hmm. I think that's part of it, Al, is that the the heavy-handedness of it all Damn, it Russ, is pretty Russ obvious. Is, you know, let me kind of – and this is somebody that was obviously a fan of bringing Russ to the Lakers. This dude can't turn anywhere, can he? Like, he's such a target. And, and that's just the reality of what he eventually signed up for here in L.A., Obviously, the reality of the Lakers' position, the reality of Lakers sitting at 500, the reality of Lakers not being in the conversation with any of those other uh, contenders right now, 
But everywhere that dude turns, remember that used to be, remember there was a while, it was, it was AD, right? Like Anthony Davis, everywhere he turned, it's like, AD, you got to be better. AD, you got to this, yep, you got that. Here's the target. Right now, it's so, I, I don't remember, I don't know if I remember another player that is, but I, I can name a player to you, but the the player is not a good comp. After every postgame show yet last year, it was trade Kuzma, right? Like it was right. just... You got to trade, but yeah, but Kuzma's not on the level of Russell Westbrook. Your right. your expectations were not the right expectations. This is the world uh, Westbrook's in right now. Laker fans were hoping for a ten, and now they're reacting like they got a one. When the reality of it is, it's probably a four or a five. Right? That's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. You thought that he was the piece, and now that it's not, you're reacting like he's the reason the Lakers are where they are. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's part of the reason that the Lakers are where they are. The dump coming up next, plus more of your phone calls. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I never thought that Russell Westbrook having a bad night shooting the ball and the Kings deciding to go into their playlist would, would become the topic of the day. I really didn't. Then, and by the way, two days later. Right. It's because the NBA reacted to it. Well, yep. I think you, you nailed it, Al. It was one of those, wait. They did what? Like, I, are we sure that we heard like that? Did did the guy's fingers slip? Like, was that the the the? You know, they do it so far. Like, the crowd picks the song for the next break. Yeah. And by the way, it's always living on a prayer. They pick it every time. It's been every week they pick living on a prayer. But maybe that cold as ice was the one. But no, they uh, they decided to troll us. I, I, I mentioned this. Where we are? I mentioned this yesterday. I I thought when I was listening to the game, listening to the broadcast, John and Michael, I thought they were doing it for every miss that the Lakers had. That wasn't the case. It's just, no, yeah, they, they it's just targeted. Just Russ. <laughs> targeted. Can you imagine, by the, way, by the way, can you imagine if you think they'd ever do something like that? And I don't think they've done this this year, and maybe I could be wrong. I think the fact that it was Russell Westbrook has more oh, to do with it. Well, um, yeah. Would, I mean, would they, because, because would they have the, done it? What, what if they did to Braun? Like, let's no, say Braun had a – They'd never do that. And here's yeah. why. It's, it, and here's why. LeBron can tear their guts out. Okay, what if it was like Bradley Beal or like what if it's just another player? There's, you think there's they no would fun do that? trolling him because he's not. He's yeah. Ru- Russ, Russell's a very and specific. It, type it's of Russ guy. and it's the Lakers. It's, like it's, it's that exactly combination. Right. It, but I do think if it were Russell Westbrook in OKC, they'd do it. I don't. If it's if it's Russell Westbrook in Washington, maybe not. The only reason why I don't think it would be Russ in OKC 
is because Sacramento and the Lakers, you know how we say this, that yeah. every team thinks they have a rivalry with the Lakers? <laughs> Very true. It, it, they do, and that's, yeah, you know, right. that's Lakers have their own rivalry, but er, the Suns might think it's the Lakers. Portland might think it's the Lakers. Sacramento might think it's the Lakers. Maybe it's more because of that. Zeno in Encino. That's fun to say. Zeno in Encino, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, the three-by-one animal style, uh, well-done fry, and a shake. And I just surprise. I asked them to surprise you with the shake flavor. Whatever they want is great. <laughs> oh, um, I like that. Look at the trust. Cool. You, know, you can't go wrong. Rush, I mean, either any yeah, of them. You can't go wrong with any flavor, right? Real quick, though, Rush, he's heard worse from the crowd. I love what the Kings are doing. It makes the game fun, right? It's fun. If we're talking about it, it's fun. I'm with you. I, I, and, I, it, it, seems, it seems like the majority is let, uh, make it happen. So what am I going to say? Go ahead. What, what's your other point? on Matt Stafford. I'm from Detroit. I've been here for 10 years now. Matt Stafford got hosed on all those Cowboy playoff games. Look them up. 2015, it was a bad call. The referees made a bad call. year before that, they made a bad call. He's going to win the game to get the monkey off his back. Hmm. NFC champion, Rams, let's go. I'm with you, Zeno. Hmm. Look, there was, the Dallas game, I, it's legitimate to say he got hosed. I don't even remember that game. It was a PI call that wasn't okay. a PI call that was called PI that was unra- it was a, it was a disaster and the Lions got the short end of it. Okay. It was it was a bad deal. He also threw an interception in that game and fumbled. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there there's there's both sides to that coin. So I, I think what Zeno said is true. I think but that, that uh, is exactly what's going to happen. I think a Lions fan can talk much better than some of us can on it because they've been watching Stafford for 11, 12 years or so. So, hey, he thinks he'll get the monkey off his back and he'll roll this weekend. Very quickly, let's go to the dump. Baby Shark. Yep. Baby Shark. I'm on YouTube right now. One. Yep. Baby $10 billion. Shark. The first I need YouTube to see video this. to hit 10 billion views. You know, even if you haven't seen it out, you know exactly what it is. Do, Bro, do, there's do, a – no, I, I know the song, but I needed to actually see there's a 10 and a B next to it. It says 10 B views. You know why? What? Because we're all terrible parents. Hey, uh, I got to make dinner. I got to do the laundry. I got to clean up. I want to watch my own TV show. Here's an iPad, Junior. Here's Baby Shark. Knock yourself out. <laughs> That's the only way it gets to $10 billion. There are our, so our many zeros. It's 10-0-11-284-740 views. <laughs> the Nickelodeon game is back this weekend. They do a, a playoff game every year where they kind of do nickel the, the slime, right? All yeah. that stuff, different yep. graphics. It's the 49ers and the Cowboys. Are, are, were you a Nickelodeon guy, or is that a little before your time? Uh, no, I was. Um, is this, just so I understand, was this very popular when they did it in the past? Last year was the first year. Yeah, it, what, was it was it popular? It the was first well year? received. It was. Okay. It, it's not like it's the only option. You have to yeah. go to it to get it. Yeah. It's called differently. The broadcasters are different. It's for a little kids. Looser. It's for kids. It's exactly well, the, right. Yeah. The, it was the reason why I ask. It just sounds like a really, really good idea. You know what I mean? Like, wait a minute. You're catering to kids for that. Like, it sounds. It's a really, really good idea that usually. <laughs> Getting some kids in the NFL really young, you know, it's just an interesting, interesting path to take. Here's the million dollar question: When yep. you win best host at the Mandy's, will you get slimed? Will, will you let me pour a bucket of green goop over your head in this celebration? Are you going to do it with me? I'm a very no, you, have to you do won. It with me guy. I didn't win. I'm going to pour it on you. 
No, but thank you for asking. Thank you. I appreciate appreciate the question. Yeah, you received right when no I thought fun we'd come around. Yep. Exactly. Right when yep. I thought we'd got back to fun hour. Right diva. back to no fun seat. Jason Bateman, one of my favorites. He, You're uh, a diva. He is 50. <laughs> Spoken like a yeah. Happy birthday to Jason Bateman, 53. How did I find the pod, Slee? The ESPN app or on iTunes. Search Travis and Slee. We'll catch the full three hours. Hope you guys all have a great weekend. Enjoy the football, everybody. We'll be here back Monday morning, 10 a.m. Don't be late. Mason and Ireland next.